0: All right, everybody, we are back. It is a brand new episode of Boomer Memes. I'm your host, as always, Ian Sharp, and uh, I'm here to, uh, you know, bring it here to you. This is our first episode of 2022. That's right. Um, It is it is a good time to be a boomer. I guess it seems like it's, I I can't think of a bad time to be a boomer. It seems like they, they tend to have a good time more than than anybody. Um, anyway, if you like the show and you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at uh, boomer memes pod on Instagram. Um, I'm also, uh, my personal Instagram is scenic city slaughter or scenic cities laughter. However you want to think of it. And, uh, my Twitter account is I am sharp official. Um, all three of those places in the bio have a link tree, which will take you to everything else that I do. Um, including my discord server that I've started. I'm looking for more people to join that son of a bitch. It's real slow right now. Cause there's not really a lot of people there yet. I guess that tells me that maybe people aren't listening to the show, but, um, uh, I think that it's, I mean, you can chat with me in real time. We can talk about music, uh, video games, movies, anime, RPGs, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Um, I'm there to have a good time and shoot the shit. So um, come in there, talk to me, talk to my community, be a part of something greater than yourself. Join my discord and you can find that link in the link tree. I don't really want to push it because I want people who listen to the show there. So if that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask people outside of this forum to, to join because it's for us guys. Um, also in my link tree, you can find my Venmo and my cash app, whichever one you prefer. If you want to support the show, you can throw a couple bucks at me. Um, I don't, I don't have like a Patreon or anything like that yet. So I figure like the best way is just, Hey, if you listen to an episode and it brought you joy and you, and you really appreciate it and you want to keep it going, you know, just tip, think of it as like a tip, like a two, $3 tip, you know, five, 10, if you're feeling real generous, use that dollar amount to gauge your enjoyment, and that'll give me an indicator of uh, what kind of stuff, and maybe even in like the tip note explain why, and that will help me indicate how much emphasis I should put on those things. If that's if you're going to pay me a lot of money, um, and you're going to tell me exactly why I enjoyed this part of it, then it makes sense to me that okay, I should maybe do more of that stuff. But anyway, um, that's that's how you can get a hold of me. Um, it's always the same. It's how we start every show. Um, but I gotta say, guys, it is like I said, episode 19, first episode of 2022. Of course, the show launched last year in 2021. That's why there's not more than 52 of these, but this is uh, 19. And I got to say it is a new year and a new me. And that's really what I'm uh, going to go on about. So I'm going to take a drink, of uh, my drink here. Ah, made myself a Mai Tai. And um, yeah, so new year, new me, got some new shows. That's right. I took like part of the last, uh, part of last year off for the most part and, uh, stopped taking bookings. And guess what? It's a new year. We're six days into this year and I am already uh, getting some dates. Uh, first date up is January 14th. That's next Friday. So this will probably come out on January 7th. That'll be a week from this next Friday. Um, it's not going to be me doing comedy instead. It's going to be the Return of Adventure Fight. That's right. It's going to be at the Chattacon uh, convention that's going to be held at the Doubletree Hotel. Uh, we will be performing at 7 p.m. on Friday night. I don't have any more information. And unfortunately, by the time the next episode's out, you know, it'll be too late at that point. But what I want you to do is go to chatacon.org. It's there. You can get all the information. You can register for your badges if you want to enjoy all of the festival. Uh, or the the festival, the convention, if you want to enjoy all of the convention, hit up the dealer hall, go to some of these panels, play some games in the game room. That's probably where I'll be, you know, except for uh, Friday night at seven where I'll be performing with a bunch of very funny people in adventure fights. So make sure you guys, uh, check that out. It's a good time. Um, also this is a little bit farther off and I don't have a lot of details yet, so I'm not going to give too much. But if any of my friends from Nashville are listening, I will be in Nashville this coming March on March 25th. This is also a Friday. I don't have much more information yet, but it is a little ways off. So as soon as I get that information, I will be putting it out there. But go ahead. If you live in Nashville or you want to be in Nashville, mark um, March 25th. On your calendar because that is going to be a good time. All right. Uh, We're going to roll right into things, guys. Um, I, I, you know, the holidays are a rough time, but now that we're past it, I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling good. I'm, uh, you know, I haven't had beer since my birthday. I drank on Monday night, which was my birthday, and I have not had beer since. Now I have had some cocktails. Like I said, I got myself a Mai Tai right here, uh, but I've slowed it down quite a bit. I'm not. Pounding lots of beers. Um, I was going to do um, exercise starting this week as well, but I am doing a solo episode today because I came down with the sickness. That's right. You know, that great, great song from the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, Down with the Sickness. That's me right now. I don't know if it's COVID or not. Um, I don't think it is. It's been very mild. It has been very, very mild, but. Better safe than sorry. I don't want to get other people sick, so I decided it was just best to do a solo episode this week, and um, you know, crank it out. Um, next week we got a, an awesome one planned. I'm not going to spoil the surprise yet, but right now I am a little under the weather. I've had a little, little mild little cough and a little bit of sniffles, sneezes, but nothing, nothing bad. Nothing. I haven't felt really, really sick. I've just had those symptoms, but otherwise my energy's been high. Um, I felt mostly normal, you know, um, part of me wonders if it's, uh, maybe I too did catch COVID and I'm just, you know, a hoss and can take it. Um, I didn't get a test because they're hard to find right now. And my thoughts are, well, no matter what I have, uh, the polite thing to do is just to quarantine anyway. And unless I feel really bad, I don't, I'm not that worried about it. So I'm not ta- I haven't taken a test and we're going to get more into all that later, but, um, you know, I generally, I, I feel fine. Um, once my symptoms have been clear for a few days, then I'll start hanging around people again. But um, you know, I've been kind of just uh, kicking it low key at the crib for the past few days, um, just trying to do the right thing as best I can. And so I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube trash, which is what I do generally anyway. But when you want, when you do a lot of it for days on end, it, it really starts to bog down your algorithm. You start getting a lot of stuff in there. And I started getting a lot of stuff about apparently, apparently there's been some controversy. Now I already did an episode, a few back on the whole recent Dave Chappelle controversy and and what my feelings are on it. And and those, those are pretty much the same, but um, you can go back and listen to that for that. That's not really what I want to talk about this week though. Um, Fellow comedian, uh, fellow to Dave Chappelle. I wouldn't put myself on either of their level, Um, but fellow comedian Patton Oswalt got into a little bit, and I I mean a very little bit of hot water on his own. Um, He posted something on uh, his Instagram account, and it was a picture. It actually looks like it's a few pictures of him and Dave Chappelle, and the text says, finished me set at McCaw Hall and got a text from Dave Chappelle. Come over to the arena he's performing in next door and do a guest set. Why not? I wave goodbye to this hell year with a genius. I started comedy with 34 years ago. He works an arena like he's talking to one person and charming their skin off. Anyway, I ended the year with a real friend and a deep laugh. Can't ask for much more. Now, As I'm looking at this, there are 3,044 comments, and I can imagine what they say because, (laughs) because he posted a response. Now, before I get into this, I'm going to read the response. There's a lot to take in here. There's a lot to dive in here. Now, the picture is him in a green room, it looks like, or some kind of backstage area sitting at a desk, writing what I assume to be this very response, which seems... I don't know if that seems like the best move as far as like tact is concerned, um, but here's what he had to say. Sorry, I'm taking a sip. Getting my, this is a long, Patton likes to talk a lot. Let me actually get another sip just to make sure that I've got enough moisture in my mouth to get all this out. Ah, yeah. It's good my time. Anyway, I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a long time this New Year's Eve. We've known each other since we were teens. He's a fellow comedian, the funniest I've ever met. I wanted to post a pic and an IG story about it, so I did. The friend is Dave Chappelle. 34 years we've been friends. He's refocused and refined ideas a lot of us took as settled about race and history and life on planet Earth and spun them around with a phrase or punchline. We've done bad and good gigs open mics, and TV tapings. But we also 100% disagree about transgender rights and representation. I support trans people's rights, anyone's rights, to live safely in the world as their fullest selves. For all the things he's helped me evolve on, I'll always disagree with where he stands now on transgender issues. But I also don't believe a seeker like him has done evolving learning you know, someone that long see the struggles and changes, it's impossible to cut them off. Impossible not to be hopeful and open and cheer them on. Also, I've been carrying a lot of guilt about friends I've cut off who had views with which I couldn't agree or changed in ways I couldn't live with. Sometimes I wonder, did I and others cutting them off, make them dig their heels in deeper, fuel their ignorance with a nitro boost of nitro boost of resentment and spite. I'm an LGBTQ ally and a loyal friend. There's friction in those traits that I need to reconcile myself and not let cause feels of betrayal in anyone else. And I'm sorry, truly sorry, that I didn't consider the hurt this would cause or the depth of that hurt. I've been messaging a lot on IG today and the back and forth has really helped guide me in the writing of this. I naively deleted a lot of posts in the comment thread, critical ones from LGBTQ writers and shit posts by turf slash anti-trans orcs looking for clicks and giggles. I wanted a nice comment thread about the pick with my friend. Ugh! So easy to think someone else needs gross growth and miss the need in yourself. Gonna keep trying. So I want to save right off the bat that I think that's a perfectly fine thing to say and feel it for the most part. Now, I disagree with his take on Dave Chappelle, because like I said in that episode, my take is that Dave Chappelle was telling jokes, not now. And, and that is and I'm not going to take any fault away because the problem is, is he is telling jokes. He is billed as a stand up comedian, not a stand up philosopher, not a stand up lifestyle coach. So um doesn't matter how serious he tries to make his act, which that that's that's in my opinion, his biggest flaws. He tries to come off as very serious and poignant. Um when ultimately he's telling yuck yucks, you know. And that's where I think, you know, you can and, and like so I think I wouldn't say that Dave Chappelle, he didn't come off to me as a hateful person. I don't think he actively wants transgender people to have less rights and less representation. I don't believe that. I don't think he said anything to that effect. Um, during the show, he made some, some jokes, some that weren't that great, but regardless, I think that, that Patton's missing the mark there, I think, but he did make a really, really strong point. A ref, he did not like people are acting like this is Patton turning his back on Dave, um, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I think this is Patton Oswalt, who also I want to point out. I'm actually a bigger fan of Patton Oswalt's comedy than I am of Dave Chappelle's. Just full disclosure, Patton Oswalt had a lot to do with my view, or my like style when I was coming up in comedy and coming up when I was learning how to do comedy. Uh, he was one of the ones I looked to way more than Dave Chappelle. Um, so stylistically, I identify more with Patton Oswalt than I do with Dave. So I want to put that out there just out in the front before I'm like super critical. Um, but I like the fact that he, you know, continues to call him a friend and acknowledges the fact that turning his back on friends in the past potentially entrenched them further. And I think that's probably true. I think that there's a lot of truth in that. I know that like, you know, I've, I'm not the most woke dude ever. I try to be a better person all the time. I try to grow and learn, but sometimes I miss the mark on things. And I've been horribly chastised for things that, Hey, I mean, you know, we could talk about how right or wrong I was at the time, but like, I'll go ahead and tell you when you, when you shut down and you don't want to have a conversation with me, it tells me that you're wrong and insecure. And then I'm extra right. And then I, it makes me want to double down. Also, when you put me on the defensive and make me feel like okay you're not trying to actually help anyone. You're not trying to make people learn and make the world better. You're trying to show off yourself as a good person. And you want to carve out enemies and point out enemies, because that's the easiest way to demonstrate that you're a good person by pointing a finger at someone who's a bad person. If you're doing that, it makes me feel like, um, you're probably full of shit. And that adds validity to my opinions. So I understand that point. I do think that when you go on the attack, you're way more prone to make someone double down and make someone dig their heels in and make someone, you know, like, I mean, you think I I watched it happen. Like if you look back on like the way YouTube has evolved, like the way a lot of these public speakers now have evolved, um, you know, A lot of them weren't Dave Rubin didn't start as the shithead that he is now. He started as a kind of libertarian guy, but he kept getting shit. And and here's the thing. Dave Rubin's stupid. So, I mean, that's that's a bad example, kind of. But he, he is one example. I'd say Jordan Peterson's another one where he started off kind of harmless but because he's been put in this camp with these other types of people and these other types of thinkers that's now the direction his brain has pointed he's he's hyper focused on you know the woke and the cancel culture and all that because he has to hear and deal hear from and deal with those people every day you know to him that is a pressing issue because it's one that he directly has to deal with whereas to me i can say that uh you know the woke thing is fringe and uh you know, I mean like well, you know, here's the thing. The hyper woke thing is fringe, the accusatory woke thing is fringe. The um no, most people want to be pretty woke. Most people want to try and be a good person and, and work to make the world better. I feel like most people I've run into and interact with do anyway. Maybe my, I'm in a weird bubble, but it just seems like those people you know, the, 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 really hardcore, the people that they come, that the internet complains about that, that side of the internet complains about are very, a lot more fringe than people realize because all of those people spend their whole waking day on Twitter, attacking people like Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan and people like that. So I feel like, of course, those people are going to be way, way, way more attuned and aware and, and, you know, insecure about that type of person. Whereas I don't know. I I'm just saying I think that a lot of people made a big deal about this Patton Oswalt thing. I do think it's kind of tacky how the picture is him writing the note. I assume that's what he's doing. I might be wrong. I might be reading it wrong, but it looks like he's writing his apology. And then he like wrote it all down, had had his assistant take a picture of him. And then I don't know if he even had his assistant here, type this up and post it. I don't think that I don't think that's what Patton would do, but who knows? He's a pretty big star now. Maybe, maybe that's what he did. Um, I That has 7,808 comments. I'm not going to read, but all in all, I think that like people really want there to be a war in comedy. I think like a lot of people do, and I just don't see it. I don't think I think that the more people talk to each other and actually engage the way that like, you know. Patton said, "Like they've been friends for thirty four years, and they they're they're gonna disagree on some stuff. I can't think of anyone I've been friends with for an extended period of time who I agree with one hundred percent. Like there's people that I you know are pretty new friends who I feel like I mostly agree with because we haven't had time to have all of these different conversations. We don't really know where we stand in different areas and different. I don't know. I've got a little burp. Sorry." we don't, you know, like newer friends, it's easy to feel like, oh, they're on my side because, you know, you haven't had time to flesh out all these ideas. Whereas someone I've known for 20 years, we've had a lot of conversations and we know, hey, on these points, we're, we're not going to see eye to eye. And, I, you know, I think really and, and like the South, this was kind of the moral of the new South Park special. And I think it, it it's a really good one that I've been trying to like apply more. Because definitely if you listen to like in chaos, we trust, um, especially late the ones episodes that were like taking place later last year i was pretty harsh about a lot of things i was very harsh during covid about towards people who didn't 100 percent share my ideals and um now i'm just mostly trying to you know cut people a little bit of slack you know i i don't know maybe it's not you know maybe it's not the most important thing that i'm right and everybody knows it because I kind of figured out through this year really that you're only going to get so far with people. Like you're only going to convince people to be on your side so much. You know, I, I figured out a long time ago that real, the true meaning of life is dealing with the smell of everyone else's shit. Because guess what? Your shit stinks too. And everyone else has to deal with that. So to act like, no, 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 My shit is fine. It's all of your shit. That's the problem. That's how you become kind of a kind of a shithead, you know? And I don't want to be a shithead. I want to be a likable guy. I want to get along with people. I want to help people. I want to make people feel good when they're around me. If I'm worried about aligning myself with everyone who is 100% on my side on every little thing, that's a very like I mean like that's that's my whole dating problem is finding someone who fits who I want to share my life with, who I align closely enough to that. And I don't think that that person exists. I, I I'll be honest with you. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to live a very miserable life if I have very, very strict standards on how other people need to conduct themselves. But, uh, I am going to, uh, go ahead and take a break for, uh, commercials and ads, and, uh, we will be back in just a moment. So thank
1: you guys. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 Tremor, which is now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are one of the few people to get our hands on it first. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BrewChat. You see it there on the screen. If you're listening to it, it's B-R-E-W-C-H-A-T-T, no spaces, at manscaped.com. So yeah, go to manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping with code BrewChat. ExpressVPN. This is kind of a cross-promo with uh, the other show that Ian and I do, In Chaos We Trust, but we think privacy is super important. You should protect your privacy from the uh, the the Mongol horde that is Facebook that's coming to steal your data. Get on over to expressvpn.com slash In Chaos We Trust, and you can get three free months. And, uh, yeah, go check it out. It's very important to protect your privacy. Don't be a dumbass
0: and we're back all right yeah i uh i totally expected to woof down this drink <laughs> and um uh, during the break need to go make another one but you know what i'm barely through this first one so i'm i mean i may take things a little slow i mean you know we're pretty early on into this episode i think so i can I mean, i'm going to take my time sip on this get my a nice buzz i had one before so this is a second mai tai so and it's pretty stout you know so i'm sure it'll get it'll get into some some fuzzy territory but uh you know hey we're in the second half of this motherfucker let's do it all right what's next on the old docket so things are shutting down again um omicron the variant the new covid variant covid three covid strikes back which i guess would be return of the omicron or whatever i don't know what the fuck uh it's it's ravaging the world really it's it's taking the world it's 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 the worst covid yet uh literally destroying people's lives uh killing women children doesn't matter if you're vaxxed if you've boosted if you wear a mask or not uh omicron's coming to get you and it's gonna kill you fucking dead so you know what we gotta have more lockdowns guys we gotta shut everything down again no more comedy no more uh your kids need to stay home from school again your, your jobs, you can't go to work. If you can work from home, good for you. If not, I don't know. Um, you know, they're going to have to somehow find a way to pay for more stimulus bills, even though like, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm still spending that money that uh, I've been living off of this whole time instead of working, because that's what you do when you get a free, uh, total of $2,000 over spread out over a long period of, of over, you know, more than a year um that's what you do you say fuck it i'm going to live on the government's dime now um so i got to convince them to get us more money because i don't want to fucking go back to work i want to stay in my hidey hole uh scared of the world because this omicron is it's the worst it's the worst and i think that we need to um you know protect people the oldest of us the, the the sickest of us we need to all make sure that we don't engage in society um especially like okay i'm fucking with you guys i I, you know here's the thing and this is this is kind of what um i guess my underlying point behind what this whole rant's going to be is i'll just go ahead and state my thesis on the front end and that's that this whole time i have followed the science and i've trusted the science and i go with what the science tells me you ask what the fuck does that mean and that's very very good good question. Um, but I've trusted it and I've formed very strong, you know, friendship breaking opinions over the science. And, um, you know, if I'm going to be true to that, if I'm going to follow the science and continue to follow the science, that means just like science as new information becomes available, new data is collected. I might want to change my opinions based on the new data that seems to be the scientific way um not no i picked my team and i'm on that team and it doesn't matter what oh the science says that no sorry i already picked my team and i'm on that team Fuck you. That's not that before I go any further on talking about this stuff, let me make it absolutely clear. I am not an expert on any of this. I have some uh, web tabs open for some web pages, uh, mostly from the CDC.org. But I have, yeah, I have a lot of stuff open, but I am not, I'm reading this off of these websites. I am not any kind of expert. If you came to this show for health advice, I mean, you kind of deserve probably whatever is going to happen to you. I'm just being real about that because I'm not someone you should try. I mean, I don't know if you've seen me. I don't scream health when you look at me. Not yet. Give it. Let's give it, you know, to the end of this year. Maybe things will turn around as I drink from my delicious beverage. <laughs> so what I really want to ring home with everyone is I'm going to say a lot of things. I'm going to read from the CDC. dot. I said it or I Think is cdc.gov. I think that's right. cdc.gov. There we go. Um I'm going to read a lot from this site but also I recommend don't take my word for it. Don't repeat things you hear off this show and tell your friend, "I heard it on so Go look it up yourself. Look at other sources. Look at what so don't just look at sources, but look at what those sources are prone to say like you know it's okay to listen to joe rogan as long as you understand going into it what joe rogan's probably gonna say and then if if you go into it with that mind frame he can't hurt you he can't hurt you if you know like oh he's saying this because that fits the narrative that he's been going on he has a bias you know what i'm saying he has a bias a lot of these places have biases and so that's really what I'm, what I, I want to say is like, don't just get all your information from one source. Don't trust the information that you heard back in 2020 to still be the way things are now. Cause it's not. And, uh, you know, fucking do some research. This is important. You know, there's a lot of different people saying a lot of different things that have a lot of different interests and reasons why they want you to do what they say. And I think it's just important that you make an educated informed decision and not just trust what your, your favorite news channel tells you so that out of the way don't trust me either but you know hopefully hear me out hopefully it makes you it prompts you to go look at things that's what i that's what i hope to accomplish by talking about this so anyway here's my take on things here in 2022 the state of covid covid 3 omicron returns i don't fucking know so i feel like We've been getting a lot of information about this, but really not much. Like everyone's talking about, oh, cases are up. Cases are up. You know, hospitals are getting busy again. But are hospitals at the level that they were? Well, I don't know. So here's what we know so far. And the CDC has been collaborating with global public health and industry partners to learn about Omicron as we continue to monitor its course. We don't yet know how easily it spreads the severity of illness it causes or how well available vaccines and medications work against it. So we don't know any of that shit right now. So all we're doing is guessing, uh, but we have a lot to go on based on stuff that we've, we've gone. So we, we can kind of make an educated guess, but they don't know enough for sure to put out a statement yet. So this is where it starts to get into my opinion, and that's what I want to make clear. This is my opinion. CDC is not saying anything that's going to counter what I'm saying because they're saying they don't know. Uh, now, let's look at the spread. It says the Omicron variant likely will spread more easily than the original sars cov to virus. And uh, how easily Omicron spreads compared to Delta remains unknown. So we don't know. We think it's more likely to spread more easily because that is a common trend amongst viruses, but it's not so common that it's true every time based on something I read somewhere. That's all I can give you because I didn't do that much preparation for this episode. All I'm saying is that that tends to be a trend with viruses is as they mutate, they do tend to spread faster. Um, so going on, it says CDC expects that anyone with Omicron infection can spread the virus to others, even if they are vaccinated or don't have symptoms. So even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread it. So getting the vaccine is not going to stop you from catching it. It's not going to stop you from spreading it. According to what the CDC knows right now. Um, even if you don't have symptoms, you still could spread it. That's how COVID worked. So it makes sense why this would work as well. Um, Next, it says severe illness. More data are needed to know if Omicron infections and especially reinfections and breakthrough infections in people who are fully vaccinated cause more severe illness or death than infection with other variants. Currently, what what we're observing is that it seems to be less severe. Now, this is also the same way I said that as viruses tend to mutate, they tend to spread faster. They also tend to be less severe. And that's a the virus itself is weaker b vaccines have been circulated and c people have caught it and developed antibodies and those are three things uh to my understanding that can uh that that will cause this to be weaker um what i have um has been described by others what some people who said they've had it have but I, also my brother is currently sick with covid he's recovering but he apparently got knocked on his ass by it now he is vaccinated um but I don't know, you know, when he was vaccinated. I don't know what, what which vaccine he got. I don't know that much information. I heard it from my parents. But um, my point is, is that there's a lot of unknowns, and we're we're acting crazy. But it seems so far, like well, you know, it's not that bad. Um, next section says vaccines. Current vaccines are expected to protect against severe illness, hospitalizations, and deaths due to infection with the Omicron variant. However, breakthrough infections in people who are fully vaccinated are likely to occur. With other variants like Delta, vaccines have remained effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalizations, and death. The recent emergence of Omicron further emphasizes the importance of vaccination and boosters. I want to stop here because I want to talk about this. And this is where I've changed a little bit in my hardcore stance. I was very, 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 very very pro-vaccine. I'm still very 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 pro-vaccine I'm going to cut off quite a few of those varies though and here's why um, I think last I heard and I don't know what the actual number is but last I heard and i heard, again it's a place I read somewhere so take that for what you will we're we've reached a point where 85 percent of the adult population is now vaccinated and I think now like most of the kids are too because my kids get to say I'm not saying I'm not saying that they should but I'm just saying feels like now that as long as they've been available, And the fact they've been free, we've reached 85%. That's a pretty good number. I feel like that holdout 15%, you're probably not going to convince them to do it. Guys, it's probably never going to happen. There's going to be, they're going to be out there and they're going to be participating in society and there's nothing any of us can do about it. And this is where I say, you just kind of got to, I know it sucks, but you just kind of got to go with it. Listen, all data so far that I've heard about and this hasn't reported on it and I'm going to click through some other tabs that might might give some more information, but, um, and, and there's more on this page too, but, uh, generally speaking, if you're, so the people who are the most high risk have the most, uh, comorbidity factors are the elderly, that's people over the age of 65, the obese. And I'm fat, like I'm a fat guy. I don't know if I'm technically obese. I'm sure it's not great. I also smoked for years and I had asthma, so I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why I'm more delicate than others, but hey, I got both vaccines. But I'm iffy about getting the booster. And we're going to go into why on that, but um I don't think it's necessary. I think people are religiously scared of Omicron, the way they've been conditioned to be scared of the other variants even though it looks like it's probably fine. I think if you're, if you're a very high risk, if you're elderly, obese, or have some sort of, um, you know, if you're, in some other way you're immunocompromised, um, I think you should absolutely get the boosters. I think you should do everything you can to protect yourself. But my, I'm kind of thinking that I'm probably okay. Like, I think that I'm, I don't need it. I don't think I need a booster. Um, nothing that I've looked over on this information has told me that I need a booster. It just kind of vaguely says, yeah, it's a good idea, but it kind of also in a lot of places says we don't know. And under certain circumstances, you're probably fine. And I think I fit under most of those circumstances. So, um, there's next section on here says we have the tools to fight Omicron vaccines. Vaccines remain the best public health measure to protect people from COVID-19 slow transmission and reduce the likelihood of new variants emerging. However, it did just a few sentences ago say that we don't know that uh, having a vaccine will stop it from spreading at all. So we don't know shit. You know, it's, it's sort of a gamble if you want to get the vaccine, whether it's going to even do anything for you or not, but you know, it does tend to be the people who are in the hospital and suffering the most from the most severe cases of it or the unvaccinated. So I'd say, get it. I mean, if you haven't got it yet and you're holding out and you're listening to this, I mean, unless you're just in fucking tip top shape and, you know, you have really good health care coverage because you're, you know, independently wealthy, you know, do what you want to do. But I think if, if if there's any risk at all, with like if going to the hospital would ruin you financially, I think it's probably fine. I got the vaccine, you know, last year and I've, I haven't grown a third arm. I'm not like, I've been, you know, I've got a little bit of, of Sniffles right now, but um, I didn't develop autism. I'm not having seizures, so I think you'll be okay if you just get these vaccines, guys. But just me, um, anyway. So it says here, COVID nineteen vaccines are highly effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalizations, and death. That's that checks out. Uh, scientists are currently investigating Omicron, including how protected fully vaccinated people will be against infection, hospitalization, and death. So far, it seems like they're pretty well protected, but you know. We're, we don't know yet. That's the, We don't know well enough for the C- CDC to make a definitive statement. That's what that means. Um, CDC recommends that everyone five years and older protect themselves from COVID by getting fully vaccinated. That makes sense. CDC recommends that everyone ages 16 years and older get a booster shot after completing their primary COVID-19 vaccination series. You are eligible for a booster at five months after completing a Pfizer BioNTech primary series, six months after completing Moderna primary series, and two months after the initial J&J slash Janssen vaccine. Individual ages 16 through 17 are only eligible for the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. So it does, they do recommend it, but they go on to say other things and kind of like how they say different things in different places. That's what I want to get to. And that's why I'm having a hard time really trusting this. And we'll get further into that later, especially on this next part. They say masks. Masks offer protection against all variants. CDC continues to recommend wearing a mask in public, indoor settings, in areas of substantial or high community transmission, regardless of vaccination status. CDC provides advice about masks for people who want to learn more about what type of mask is right for them, depending on their circumstances. So here's my take on masks. I think... This is one of the best uh new trends that that the u s has developed is the uh you know normalization of mask wearing um i think that if you are not sick and you don't feel sick and you're vaccinated i don't i'm not i don't give a fuck about masks i'm not gonna probably wear them again um just being honest just being honest because i'm vaccinated and now unless I am feeling sick. Like right now this week, I felt sick. I had to go to the store. So I wore a mask when I went into the store because I feel sick and I don't want to get my germs everywhere. I thought that was the polite thing to do. And I think going forward, that's going to be the move. If you have to go out into public and you're feeling under the weather, it doesn't matter if it's COVID or a head cold or whatever it is. I don't want you to sneeze and snot all over everything in the store that I'm in. Wear a fucking mask. And I think that should be uh fine and normal. And I think we should do that. Um, but like if you're vaccinated and you feel healthy, because again, we don't know how well any of this is going to stop the spread of this new variant. We don't know. Um, and then even the data, the mask data is weird and confusing and I'll I'll get to that. That was a pretty matter of fact thing they just said on this one page, but I've got various tabs from this website pulled up that have lots of different information. Um, Let's see what CDC is doing to learn about Omicron virus characteristics. CDC scientists are working with partners to gather data and virus samples that can be studied to answer important questions about the Omicron variant. Scientific experiments have already started. CDC will provide updates as soon as possible. And they're doing surveillance, emergence. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. So that's that. Let's go to this next page I opened, which is about the booster shots. So let's talk about that. It says, um, you know. There's information on who can get one and, and which ones they should get. I'm not going to read over that, but about scheduling it and what to expect during and after your your booster shot appointment. That's all standard stuff. Hmm. So I don't know why I opened this one. I don't think there's anything on this page. Oh, data supporting need for a booster shot. That's what I wanted. So... Um, Studies show after getting vaccinated against COVID-19 protection against the virus and ability to prevent infection with variants may decrease over time due to changes in variants says may decrease over time. It does not say it does or will says may. We don't know. We don't know that you actually need this booster shot yet. Um, Although COVID-19 vaccines remain effective in preventing severe disease, recent data, and this is a link that links to a 68-page study that I'm not going to look at right now, suggests their effectiveness at preventing infection or severe illness wanes over time, especially in people ages 65 years and older. So if you are older, and actually this is part of what I had heard, there was a study that basically says that if you are younger it's negligible. The the added protection you get from the booster is virtually negligible. So actually, I mean, if you want to think of it as in one way, I mean, I don't think that we have any shortage of supply, but I would want to make sure that everyone that needs it gets one before I get it because I don't think I need it. If the data changes again, scientific minded, I will change my my take on things. But right now I'm not seeing any real cause for alarm and, me. and you can say, Oh, well, you might still spread it. Well, yeah, I think we're all going to get it and spread it. I think it's going to be the cold and flu. I think it's going to, there's no, like 15% is still a pretty large chunk of the population and you're, you're going to get it and spread it no matter what, well, no matter what you do, we've learned, I've learned that much. And so that's kind of where I just feel like I shouldn't have to put my life on hold anymore to protect people who aren't going to do the right thing. And that's, you know, If people are out there who are fully vaccinated and got their boosters and they're still taking up hospital beds and getting ill and dying, and those numbers start rising, I'll change my tune and I'll go be first in line the next morning for a booster. But I, I kind of don't think, I think it's a waste. I think it's drumming up fears and I'll, I'll get into why I think that that's happening, um, here in a bit once I get through more of this data, but I just want to present all this stuff out here first to show that I do actually look this stuff up and I don't I'm not just talking out of my ass here. Um, let me see if there's any other stuff. Um, data from clinical trials showed that a booster shot increased the immune immune response in trial participants who finished a Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna primary series six months at. Earlier, Or who received a J&J Janssen single-dose vaccine two months earlier. With an increased immune response, people should have improved protection against getting infected with COVID-19. For Pfizer, BioNTech, and J&J Janssen, clinical trials also showed that a booster shot helped prevent severe disease. Again, I, I still want to go back to that, especially in people... 65 years and older because i think that's the important thing here it is free to my knowledge i think if you want to go get a free vax you know free booster shot go for it but i think that's probably part of the rub because they're not free someone's paying we are paying for that our government's paying for it which means we're paying for it and i've seen statements from i want to say it was the pfizer ceo who said that uh Yeah, boosters are just going to be a way of life now. They're just always going to be giving out boosters. And I think, yeah, if you're the one selling boosters to the government en masse, who are just going to keep giving them out to free to everybody and keep buying them. And you just have a constant money tap that you just get to keep milking. Yeah, of course, you're going to say, oh, yeah, probably need one of these every six months. Do I think it's like going to kill you to get it? No. But do we want to the American taxpayer to be even more of a money cow for big pharma. I don't know. I don't think so. All right. So the next thing I wanted to get into is mask information, because this is part of why where my trust falls a little, little uh, thin. So I looked over the mask page on the CDC. They say some stuff that I didn't agree or I didn't know. Like So I had heard CNN reported on something. And so I looked it up on CNN's page And they did back on December 24th uh, last year, a couple weeks ago, um, CNN ran a report that says why you should upgrade your mask as the Omicron variant spreads. And the whole piece here is about changing guidance and about how N95s are the way to go and cloth masks are no longer sufficient. It says the National Institute for Occupational Health and Safety has a list of approved N95 respirators, which can be found at some uh, home improvement stores, retailers, and drugstores. These masks should have a cup, flat fold, or a duckbill shape, two straps that go around your head, um, an adjustable wire nose bridge, and appropriate markings indicating NIOSH approval, the CDC says. Oh, and also the KN95 is apparently also okay. Um, trying to see what they say in, in studies of various face masks, cloth masks with multiple layers and higher thread counts have demonstrated superior performance compared to single layers of cloth with lower thread counts, but are still less effective than medical grade masks. According to the CDC, wearing a cloth mask over medical procedure mask as when suggested can better protect you and others by improving fit and therefore filtration capacity. So the cloth mask is not good on its own. You want to wear that, with another mask an n95 mask to make to add you want to wear it on the outside and the n95 on the inside to to better secure it to your face if all you have is a cloth mask it's still better than nothing but you are not well protected and you should know that you are not well protected and so if you're going to a crowded indoor setting and all you have is a cloth mask don't go they say that full stop let's skip ahead that came out again december 24th now let's skip ahead to january 5th so that was yesterday as of reading this and the cdc has come out now and says cloth masks still okay to use to protect against omicron variant um they have gone back and said that now um and and, you know there's a lot there about basically they released an updated covid19 isolation guidance and then explain the changes um And, uh, if you go to the actual CDC page, that's because I remember hearing that and I checked the page, the page didn't add up because it says cloth masks can be made from a variety of fabrics. Many types of cloth masks are made, are available Wear cloth masks with a proper fit over your nose and mouth to prevent leaks, multiple layers of tightly woven, breathable fabric, Uh, nose wire fabric that blocks light when held up to a bright light source. Do not wear cloth masks with gaps around the sides of the face or nose um, exhalation valves, vents, or other openings, uh, single layer fabric, or those made of thin fabric that don't block light. So the guidance went from no cloth masks to certain cloth masks. And like, let's again, science, I like info updating with the changes, but that's not a lot of time to give different, you know, conflicting reports. I could see myself seeing this Friday, December 24th report saying don't wear cloth masks and missing the one from yesterday, which I did. I had heard that thing. That's why that's the whole point of all this research I did for this show was I wanted to know. And I, turns out the newest thing is, oh yeah, your cloth masks are still fine. Just check a few things. It's confusing. And it seems like I get why people don't trust it. You know, I get why people have questions about it because we don't know shit and we're putting out all these definitive statements before we know shit. So things keep changing and people don't know what to trust anymore. And I'm kind of falling into that camp. I think now I used to mock people who'd say, Oh, this whole pandemic is just about control. And look, I don't think the pandemic was some planned staged thing. Um, Although it is fishy, how Fauci was involved in the kind of research that led to it. And I mean, all that stuff's weird. Not, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole that I'm not going to do that with this show. I wanted to move on to my last topic of the, uh, this show, kind of why I think all this confusing narrative is out, why people are panicking about Omicron, even though it doesn't seem that bad. People are, you know, wanting more shutdowns. People are like, let's go stick more shit in our arms and let's, you know, buy into this whole new normal. And I think, I don't think that it was planned, but I think it's being used. I think it's being capitalized because now we're seeing a big rush in a lot of things, um, having to do with new ways of entertainment new ways of placation i'm talking about the metaverse now i have been on this show a huge proponent of hey y'all need to quit facebook and i think it's really starting to come to roost um before i go into any of this let me point out um you know hey i'm i'm casting doubt on official covid narratives and i'm uh, implicating 1% you know elite conspiracies so i, I want to stress i am not Alt right. I don't buy into QAnon. I'm not one of these fucking people. I'm not even a libertarian anymore. Like I'm, you know, I want, you know, Medicare for all. I want UBI. I want a bunch of cool things that I think would help a lot of people. That you know, those parties aren't particularly interested in. Um, So I just want to get that out of out of the way before I say anything else. Um, But I think we've seen, especially over the past two years, that the richest have. Only gotten richer. They've, you know, and we've seen this sort of funneling of the wealth of people into the pockets of the few. And and that's really only exacerbated by this sort of new normal. And like, I've learned that whenever you set like a growth trend, people that benefit from that don't want to let that growth trend go. They don't, they, they start planning around that being their new normal. And they don't want to like, they don't want to accept that, you know, you never want to make, when you're running a business, if you make the same amount of money, uh, two years in a row, you're a failing business. You always want to be growing and making more money. So it makes sense to me. There is some conditioning going on that there is some degree of getting us ready for a new nor a, a big new normal. You know, the metaverse is out. People are using it. And, um, I think it is a bread and circus. I think one of the big things, the in, the wealth inequality is the, the one of the big driving forces of, I guess, progressive politics. And really what's kind of woken me up to a lot of that. And, and it just seems so weird how there's just clearly isn't enough to go around and maintain the status quo. But if you have power and you have wealth, you don't want to let that go. You're not wanting to, you know, you a lot of, you know, some rich people say, well, I'll pay more in taxes, but they're not want to they don't want to actually like give up some stuff that they have like in their actual bank accounts. They mean, that just means that they'll pay more off of their future earnings. I think what this is, is it's getting us used to staying at home, not going out, not experiencing things, um, unless we're essential workers and we need to, uh, to keep the machines running that they all use um, you know, there has to be someone at a McDonald's in case they want to hit a drive through on on a Coke binge. But, um, I think that, I don't know. I mean, like VR is, is, I mean, it, it seems to me like, you know, if you look at how social media works and how it sort of eats up your time, like TikTok is one of the worst, like you, it's short little videos, but when I had it for the short time that I had it, I, I would lose hours and not realize and go, holy shit. I've been sitting here for like two hours. I was going to order food, but then I got a TikTok notification and I just kept looking at them and kept looking at them and kept looking at them. And holy shit, Facebook's kind of the same way. Like you see stuff and then you see something you disagree with and you got to type up a big response and that takes some time. And then you go through and look, oh, maybe my crush posted something new. Oh, you know, so it eats up a lot of your time, but when you put your phone down, you're not engaging with it. And so that's ad revenue that they're not collecting. So it makes sense that. Well, how do we monopolize on that time that we're not, they're not on their phones? Well, what we have to do is integrate social media into every part of a person's life. How do we do that? Set up this metaverse of VR, AR, everything. And, you know, I'm an overweight, you know, because I can't afford healthy food and I'm eating drive through all the time and junk food and snacks. So I'm overweight. You know, I don't feel good about myself. So I don't really want to go out into public. Um, but I can put on this headset and exist in this virtual space that is more popular and hopping than a real space. And I can look like whatever I want. My avatar can look like whatever I want. And then it doesn't matter that I'm sitting in my dumpy box apartment on my ratty couch, you know, in the metaverse, I am in a mansion, you know, I've got NFTs lining the walls, you know, I've got all this stuff going on. And it seems to me like it's a good way to make people more okay with that new normal. I was talking about that whole, look, we want to keep living the good life and we don't get to do that if we share that with everybody. So instead we're going to give you a simulation of the good life, because at least then you get some kind of escape where you can, you know, maybe even become a celebrity on this thing maybe even you know i don't know Uh, but i mean there's i know there's like they're already working on like haptic feedback so you feel like when you play chess you feel the chess piece in your fingers and stuff like that I, i you know i know this is very tinfoil hat and this is very you know conspiratorial but it just it's weird that it's all happening at once and it's weird that there's you know again the people who i looked up to to help me point me in the way of like, no, this is science. We got to go the way of science or, you know, it seems like there's this sort of religious devotion to, well, I got to keep doing the right thing though. I got to make sure I got to wear my mask. So everyone knows that I'm doing the right thing at all times, even though it's not really helping anyone. It's not really saving, stopping anything, you know, like, oh, I got to get my booster shot, even though I can definitely, you know, all data that, says it doesn't mean that i'm not going to catch it and spread it but i got to get my booster shot even though you know like look if you're in if you're a high risk person absolutely get your booster shot um if you're not i, I you know i'm not going to tell you what to do i'd say maybe get this one but then when they start the fourth and the fifth one start rolling around maybe maybe ask more questions do more research that's really like the thing and like look i said a lot of bullshit and i talked a lot of shit today and that's kind of just where my head's been at It doesn't mean I'm settled on any of this stuff. It doesn't mean this is where I'm ending up. It doesn't mean that this is for sure the team I'm going to be on two weeks from now. If more information comes out, I'll listen to that information. My point isn't to present to you my point of view and say, I'm right. Listen to me. My point is to say, look, I'm presenting some kind of controversial ideas. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right on the money. You should look this stuff up and find out and not just trust the first source. Oh, I like Anderson Cooper. So he said a thing and I'm going to, no, don't, don't trust Anderson Cooper. Listen to Anderson Cooper, watch Anderson Cooper, and then watch Fox news. But again, you know, when you go to Fox news, what they're probably going to say go watch, hear what they say, hear the words that they use and go, yep, I was right. And then move on to something else. I'm not saying you need to do this all the time, but like every couple of weeks do a sweep, watch everybody, um, watch some alternative news stuff, watch some, you know, breaking points on YouTube is great. Kyle Kalinske is great. You know, some people like, Vouch and Hassan Abi, I think they're kind of both stuck up douchebags. I don't get what they're doing, but people like it. I don't know. That doesn't seem like real news to me or they seem about as vi- as good of info as I am, <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know. But I mean, again, it doesn't hurt to listen to them and hear what they're saying. If they cite sources, go check their sources out. Get, get the most well-rounded information you can find. Don't just trust the this is an expert and he was on Rogan. Don't do that. Um, actually go out and and look this stuff up and and be a reasonable person and don't be a fucking don't don't be a religious moron about this shit. You know, the right we can we give the right shit for being religious morons all the time. I, you know, I, I think the left can be that same way about different things. And I think that with, with this, especially with Omicron, which seems to be pretty toothless and pretty, pretty you know, worthless so far. I don't know. Like if you're overweight, it's funny. People are giving on to Joe Rogan. Because he said, oh, if you get in better shape, you won't, you you'll be at lower risk. That's a real thing. This, I looked that up on the CDC the other day because I got attacked on Reddit. Uh, I was kind of given some, sort of the brief rundown of these views about like, people are, or do people just like the post was like, do people just not care about COVID in this town anymore? And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, there's reasons to maybe not take it as seriously as we did. And I posted all those reasons and someone kind of pointed out the fact that I said that obesity was one of the higher risk factors. And they said, oh, there's actually no science to support that. And so I immediately pulled up the CDC link that, that, you know, stays pretty up to date and posted it. But then again, the way that shit changes, maybe there's newer info. Maybe I'm wrong. That's why I'm saying, don't listen to me. Go out, do your own research. You know, do everything you can. If you feel like you need this booster, go get it, but don't give people shit who don't get it because if they're fucking young and healthy, it doesn't fucking matter. Probably if we find out it does, then, Hey, then start putting on the pressure. But Omicron is not 2020 COVID. It's not the same thing. And we can't, we, we don't need to keep acting like it is. That's my take. Hope you guys have, are having a good new year so far. I got a big episode next week. Hope you guys come check it out. This has been Boomer Memes. Once again, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Boomer Memes Pod. My personal is Scenic City Slaughter and my Twitter is I am Sharp Official. All three have my link tree, which, which takes you everywhere in the world of Ian Sharp, including my Discord channel, which I really, really want you to uh, disregard Facebook entirely and join that instead. Uh, also, you can support the show by donating to the Venmo and the Cash App. Both are linked in that link tree. Um, once again, you can see me next Friday, January 14th at Chatacon at the Double Tree Hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Also be in Nashville on March 25th. Uh, more info coming about that show. Hope you guys uh, have a safe and happy day. Uh, rest of your week. And I will see you guys next time. Boomer out.